Go, just go. Not just go. Trust me. Go. My God, we're a couple of morons. Yeah, it's in the title. It's Two Fat Morons Save the World. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I'm Terry. He's Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hey there. How was your week? I was good. Yeah, it was good. It was busy. Um, but uh, yeah, Halloween's coming up and I'm getting excited. Yeah, me too. It's the last week in October when we're sitting down to you know record this this time and... Unfortunately, we're not having a Halloween here in Toronto this uh, this coming week because of uh, a certain little pandemic. Are they doing Halloween in... Where, we are. And in fact, we're having a Christmas slash Halloween because it's whiteout. What? Yeah. Explain that. Yeah, we've got about two inches of snow on the ground right now. So we're snow? having... We're having... Halloween, Chris, Chris Moween. I don't know. Halloween, Halloween, Happy Halloween, everybody. We've only got about we've only got about three cases in the city, so they're not uh, they're not canceling snow here. No, no, three cases of COVID, three cases uh, of okay. snow, three cases of COVID in the city. So we're not canceling Halloween like they are in some places, but um, you know, the regular protocols are in place. The the uh, the, the the physical distancing. Uh, I don't like the term social distancing, by the way. Physical distancing, um, and uh, um, you know, we have—I have two kids, and we're taking them around to family members. We do that anyway, mm-hmm. um, um, and so it's pretty regulated where we're getting our stuff, and we know our family is, is uh, not sick. Nah, I love that. Yeah. I, I'm going to miss Halloween, man, because it's—it's—it's it's, it's by far and away my favorite. It's not a holiday, but it's my favorite time of year. The trees out here, the decorations, you know, um, handing out candy, watching all the people walking around with their kids. You know, some people even dressed as, you know, in theme as families. I saw a herd of cows mm-hmm. a couple of years ago walking yep. down the street. That was, a, it was brilliant. I love that stuff. You make a good point, though, about something. I'm just going to back up for a second. I didn't even think about this, but... The words social distancing, mm-hmm. yeah. you're right. That's a complete oxymoron. Yeah. In fact, we need to be socially closer. Um, the, the problem with social distancing or, the, or the, the, the terminology social distancing implies being farther away from the people that you're social with. Uh, it doesn't imply physical distancing. So you can be socially close to somebody without being physically close to them. And I think, you know, I, I've thought this right from the beginning, you know, the, the, the fallacy of the term social distancing. And I was trying my darndest to, uh, to um, make people stop using that term, but you know, who am I, right? I'm just a fat moron that, uh, that doesn't know anything, <laughs> but, uh, well, but now that- yeah, what's that? Now that you've said it, I have to go like, on a crusade. Yeah, stop saying social distancing and start saying physical distancing. Physical distancing. Yeah, I love it. That's right. Yeah. That's our mandate here on Two Fat Morons Save the mm-hmm. World. What are we out to do, Dave? We are out to save the world. Save the world. <laughs> and we're going to start with a discussion about what we just talked about, COVID. But first, we have a little regular segment here. Um we had a, an uh, official episode one sort of uh, last week, guys and girls. and um, Episode zero last week. Episode zero last yeah, week. Yeah, this is our first episode. pretty well. This is our yeah, first we, episode. This is episode one. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a moron. I That's didn't right. realize that. <laughs> right, yeah, this is episode number one. Let's try not to screw it up, shall it's we? Probably because we've been talking about it for so long. It feels like we've been doing this forever. 23 years. 23 like years, yeah. We were talking about COVID. So, you know, I, there's, there's no nice, there's no fun way 
to talk about a pandemic, but we're going to try, right? Like it was two things happening this week. We're in the middle of a, another surge, which Dave experts have said was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second wave. Mm-hmm. What do you know about that? It's, well, I mean, historically, it's always happened. Um, in, in every mean? pandemic, even, I mean, even in modern day, you know, we have the ability to fight these things, but, you know, we fight not only, uh, medically with these things, but socio and economically we were fighting with, uh, with these, um, these pandemics and we have to, we have to manage more than just, you know, who's contracting the disease. Because if we, if we put everyone away for a few months, sure, it would it would take a few months to, for a disease to, to kind of die off, but you can't do that when your society is economically driven. Mm. So you have to find a, you have to find a balance. You have to find a middle ground and a, a happy medium. And you have to find people who are willing to believe that the, uh, that the, the pandemic actually exists. Is it going away or are we getting a vaccine? I think like the, that the, the problem with what he's saying is he's, 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 because we're dangerously close to an election, uh, he's throwing out dates and times. And he's been doing that since the beginning of this thing. Oh, it's going to be fine by Easter or it's going to be fine by the middle of April or it'll be gone by the end of May. And he's, he, it's, it's okay to say, you know, we're working hard um, to, quell the virus we're working hard to you know stifle it our goal is to have it done by you know our, our goal is to have numbers down by this projected date but mm-hmm. he doesn't have an ability to state something that isn't that isn't being taken as fact um you know the the, the virus was not um done by april i mean he said well as soon as the weather gets warm It'll go away, which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's not the cold. It's not, uh, you know, a virus or a, 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 a disease that is that is dependent on the air temperature, um, whether it comes and goes. And then he's also talking about, well, I mean, he's talking about healthcare plans. He's talking about other things and saying, oh, well, we're two weeks away. We're three weeks away. And he keeps saying we're three weeks away. We're two weeks away. And then the two weeks goes away. And then another week goes away and then we're another three week, three weeks away. Excuse me. Um, like, like stop giving us numbers because people your, hang on those numbers. Your throat's a little scratchy there, Dave. Yeah, it is. Are you yeah. coming down with something? I've got a cold. <laughs> it's not a COVID cold. It's a. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure you're right. I'm just saying I'm very glad that we're physically distanced at the moment. <laughs> 300, 3,122 kilometers away. 3,117, Sammy, actually. Oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah, there it is. That's the number. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't understand a, a lot of this, but um, I don't know what it's like where you are, but let me tell you what it's like, what, what it's like here, which boggles my brain i'm I'm a moron dave i I freely admit it i've done some really i've done i've said you know some really really stupid things yeah in my life really stupid things you're not hearing any arguments from me yeah come on throw me a bone (laughs) throw me a bone throw me a bone here people come on um but where i live was like very close to downtown toronto and you would not believe the number 
of people. There's millions of people in this city. You would not believe the amount of people walking around that are not physically distancing and are not wearing masks. I don't understand this. This isn't Alabama, right? And this isn't even New York City, although, you know, it's New York City. But this is this is Toronto. And, it, and like, apparently, it's just as bad in Quebec City, Montreal, Vancouver. People just are ignoring the fact that they actually could get sick if they just walk too close to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm a moron. I know you're a moron. Mm-hmm. But those people, that's moron central to me, man. I so, don't know. What's your thoughts? So on how it? do you manage something that's invisible um, that shows no um, that shows no symptoms and that you're communicable before those symptoms are shown? How do and you manage? Dis- hmm? And doesn't dis- uh, discriminate between people. And doesn't discriminate between people. But how do you manage something that's completely invisible without shutting down the entire society? Now, we've shut down a considerable amount of our economy. I mean, we, we, we know that. It's cost our government, um, you know, billions Oh, I won't say trillions. trillions. I don't know yeah. what the number is. And I'm talking about our government, not the government down south. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> our government being the government of Canada. Um, I could look up some numbers. I, I haven't looked up any actual numbers. But, um, but we are seeing this second wave. And the, the second wave, you know, is the second wave a natural thing? Is it the, the virus itself that becomes more resilient? Or is it humans ability to become complacent which we're seeing now um i mean if you were anything like me in april may we were all hunkering down we were leaving our house um, for groceries my kids and my wife stayed at home there was no school i would go out to forage for food at the local safeway and uh, we were making our own bread i mean we were like pioneering (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in our house because that's kind of what was and it, it was I, I won't lie it was kind of fun it was kind of interesting we were trying new things we were being a family together and then slowly things kind of opened up and and you know i in july i started going back to work um, and numbers were low uh, we have a spike here i'm looking at a graph in canada on the third of may Um, New cases, we spiked at 2,760 cases and then moved through to June, July. This is national numbers. We were down to 222 cases, uh, 437 cases nationally in Canada, 336. And on October, uh, let me find the day, October 13th, 4,042 cases, new cases in Canada. Um, and the numbers are, and and the numbers are coming up again. Um, is that because we're complacent? Is it because we're in denial or is it because the virus is mutating? Um, I, I think a lot of it's testing too though. Right. And I mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to sound like a Trump, um, well testing uh, like a a Trumpian. No, hold on. The, 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 the the point that I want to make really quick and then I'll let you jump back Mm -hmm. in. The more it is true, the more you test, the more you're going to find, right? Mm-hmm. And there are more people getting tested. So, my comment about that is I think that there's a lot of people that may be carrying this virus mm-hmm. that are not showing symptoms, which is why there's so many but that's that are how being it tested. But that's how it spreads, like to your point, right? It, it but, doesn't spread from people who know they have it because those people go away. It only go spreads. Away. What do you mean? 
they go away. They lock themselves up. They go oh, right. home. Okay. They, they quarantine. People who don't know they have it are the ones that are spreading it. They're the only people that are spreading it. So, you know, the only way to quell a virus like this would be to have every single person in a country tested tomorrow and then lock themselves up for two days until their test results came back. That's the only way that we could know where and who has the virus. Um, and if we could do that, <laughs> yeah. if we could do that in one day and test every single person in the country and then and then shut the country down for two days while the tests are, I mean, it's impossible. It couldn't happen. But it's the, that would be the only way to shut the virus down. And you could do it. Yeah, try and legislate that. Yeah, it in, would be impossible. In this country. There's too many people. Impossible. In this country, in, in any country, really. Um, you know, New Zealand has done great things, but what do they have? 450,000 people, something like that, like total. <laughs> I, I, I have a cousin that lives in uh, New Zealand, actually. He's a teacher and an artist there. Uh, I think there's a few more than 450,000, but, uh, I can find out know. exactly, but it doesn't hurt that their government, their, their leader, uh, Jacinda, is that her name is amazing. Arden? Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's a great leader. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's all good points. You know what I'm fixated on right now? Yeah, 4.8 4 million people in New Zealand. I was I was a little little uh, hey, little low. At 10 exponential, you'd have been right on. There's yeah. that math again. <laughs> but still, I mean, I mean it's a fraction. It's a fraction of what we're you know, even Canada, it's a fraction of of what we have here. 35 million people in Canada, which is not even the population of California, I don't think. No, it's not. No, yeah. but uh um yeah, and yet they're, you know, keeping it, they're keeping it cool. Well, you know what I'm fixated on? No. You and Chrissy pioneering. I can just see it now. My wife, right? my wife yeah. and I pioneering. God, Chrissy, yeah. I know it's minus 40 degrees outside, yeah. but you got to go outside and dig us a new well and milk them cows. <laughs> you see that right now? Yeah, yeah. We had to put a new canvas on the old uh, chuck wagon and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there mending. She's darning socks, and I'm, you know, mending the overall, the coveralls, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing the fences. Yeah, that's right. Desperado making the uh, artisanal bread. I enjoyed that actually. Making artisanal bread. Making bread, and that wasn't artisanal. We have a machine, but <laughs> but it was fun to make, and oh, the house man, smelled amazing. Yeah, I one of my. Um, Many exes <laughs> live in Texas. Um, no, none of them live in Texas. But uh, you know, one uh, in particular was uh, pretty amazing with uh, baking goods, and mm -hmm. bread was one of the things that she did very, 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 very well. And yeah, yeah. well, you know, for what it's worth, talking about tangents, I live right across the street from an old bread factory. When we first moved in here. Every morning at five o'clock in the morning, the entire air was filled with this waft of fresh mm -hmm. baked bread. Oh, oh my it. yeah. God. Isn't that that's the best smell in the world? Although I've heard that it used to be like that in Hershey, Pennsylvania, that in the, in the morning um, when they were actually making chocolate there, that you get up in the morning at five or six o'clock and the smell of chocolate in the air was so thick that... You know, people are getting fat just by breathing in the air. <laughs> but the smell of chocolate could be, could be, you could get tired of that. You can't get tired of the smell of bread. I, I, I would well, get I'll tired of the smell there. of chocolate, I think. Uh, that's a very, very, very good point. So getting back to, you know, our 
wonderfully light and frivolous discussion on infectious disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're both experts. <laughs> we're both experts. Um, I, I do have a little bit of a science background. I did go to school for like anthropology. Yeah, that I took chemistry in grade twelve. You, you know more you know more maths than I do then that's for sure um, but yeah I mean that's not how viruses work right I mean um, I was you know so again that same program I mentioned about uh, you know the paradox or if that's not the right word but the you know the the oxymoronity of, of claiming um, you know that uh, we're the United States is turning a corner on the infection, um, yet the, um, they're still going to promise all these vaccines and therapeutics. Those are two diametrically opposed statements coming out of you know one in you know the mouth of a of an incredibly wounded cheesy <laughs> <You know? laughs> that happens to be the president of the United States. But here's the thing: I mean, viruses just don't work that way. And I've been listening for a long time, I probably since March, that um, doctors scientists, people that are actually in the know have been saying that this thing is going to get a lot worse before mm-hmm. it even starts to get better. So tangibly, I don't want to talk about, you know, infectious disease per se, but here's the thing. How much does it impact your life if we're not able to go, we were talking about Broadway and theater and, you know, mm-hmm. aquariums and, you know, amenities, Right. How badly is this going to impact your life, Dave, David? How badly will this impact your life if you can't start going back to the theater or to the bar or to a restaurant or to wherever by this time next year? How much is that going to impact your life? Um, My life? Not very much. I mean, I have outlets for, uh, you know, for for my own, you know, personal entertainment um, as far as, you know, we can watch movies, it's Halloween. I just love, you know, Halloween movies, um, especially finding, and, and, and it's being one of the hardest things is finding family friendly Halloween movies that aren't just terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on the hunt. I've seen them all. I'm, I've seen them all, but finding Halloween movies that we can watch with our kids. Um, as far as theater is concerned, when you're, you know, I, I don't generally go to the movies anyway at the theater unless it's something that I need to see on the big screen yeah. um, because I can't stand sticky feet and I can't stand, um, you know, people talking through movies. Like if I want to talk through a movie, I'm going to talk through a movie or I can pause it and I can get up and, and get it, get my, you know, refresh my beer. Um, um, theater it's a little bit different for me because I'm in the theater. I, 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 I perform. So yeah, I miss doing that is is not having theater going to impact my life in a negative way. I don't necessarily think so, except it was part of my social circle for a while, um, um, you know, for a long time. But I don't have a problem staying home because I'm a homebody anyway. But people who are social, it's, you know, we're seeing these these parties in, in Florida, are we seeing these people, you know, having these, these giant parties, these street parties, these beach parties, and then, you know, Sturgis, how many people were there at Sturgis? Was it like 700,000 people at Sturgis? Insane, right? Insane. And this was, this was at the height of, you know, the, the first wave, this was back in what, June, July. Um, I don't have these, I, I can't fact check myself with these specifics, 
um, here. I know people are yelling at the at the speakers right now because I'm hey, we have a we have a crack team of uh, researchers of researchers that can do yeah. that for us. Um, but um, something like seven hundred thousand people went to Sturgis. And I don't know about you, I've been to Sturgis, and the population of Sturgis is like a third of how many people actually go during bike week. Um, and well, I didn't even think it was that big, to tell you the truth. I've never been to South Dakota, so I don't know. Yeah, I've been to South Dakota. It's, 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 it's a nice state, but, um, but they're very, I mean, it's a, it's a red state, right? And they're, you know, it's a Republican state and they're still in denial that, that COVID even exists and partly, probably largely due to the rhetoric of their president. <laughs> you know, yeah, them rednecks, man. You gotta, you gotta love them. COVID's not allowed to cross the border here in America. <laughs> now, I, America. I, I don't offer any ill will on anyone. I don't wish anyone to suffer with any disease, but, but I really wish, I really wished that the, that the president of the United States who contracted COVID had had, um, uh, kind of a Scrooge, um, um, experience and came out of it on the other end, having a life altering experience and thought, this is really serious. Like this is really bad. Uh, Show how much of a moron I am. I expected that Dave. I really (laughs) thought he would change his tune. I'm absolutely shocked that he just doubled down. And he he was out out. three days later, you know, and you know, you're supposed to be infectious for two weeks, but he's president. He's got to get out and he's got to shake babies and kiss hands. And, uh, um, um, I don't know. I was really hoping for a life altering experience and it just did not happen. In fact, he was the one who after, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of taxpayer care came out and said, ah, it's not that big a deal. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't fear the virus. You know, he had the best, he had the best care of any individual in that country and yet was complacent enough to say, yeah, everyone can get that level of care. Well, no, they can't. No, they, they can't. really, my, really can't. Yeah. My understanding is that that steroid or that, uh, Regenerol or whatever the Regeneral, hell that stuff is yeah. called, 10 people in the entire world have ever had that or mm-hmm. some ridiculous number available to everybody. Are you kidding? But if it I'm works. jump back for a second here though, yeah. um, before I forget, there is one kid friendly Halloween movie that, uh, if you haven't, sat down you know with the wife and the kids um the nightmare before christmas oh, is gosh. a pretty brilliant hundred times hundreds of times yeah i think i've only seen it once oh no hundreds of times it's my wife's favorite movie <laughs> oh really oh, like cool. we have we have display cases full of like you know s- the snow globes and the fancy disney you know, Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Yeah, that, that's... Well, there you go, there, there <laughs> listeners. That's how much I know my dear old friend, Dave. <laughs> I had no idea it even... You got d- display cases full mm-hmm. of stuff. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> so that you've was, seen the movie, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a cute suggestion. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Yeah, with the, uh, you know, with... with uh, you know, with with General Cheesy, uh, you know President Cheesy or Cheeto or whatever they're calling him these days. You know, I I I, I literally, again, I I feel stupid because I really thought that he was um, going to have like what you said was you know an epiphany, and that that's a great statement. It's a brilliant statement because you, most people I think that go through that, like Governor Chris Christie, 
who did go through it and did have an epiphany and now basically says, hey, man, I'm taking this thing pretty damn seriously. He's one of Trump's biggest advisors. That's kind of the, you know, the attitude that you would expect a leader or the leader of the quote unquote free world you know, to, to come up with. So I want to segue on that a little bit then into, you know, again, how important is this election in your mind? Because to me, and, you know, I don't think this is a controversial statement, but to me, Dave, this is the second most important election in, in U.S. history. Second most, not the most, but the second most. And what's your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, I, I don't even want to think about Four more. Oh boy, did I ever sound Canadian there? A boot. A boot. Um, yeah, a boot. Hey, what you talking about? Um, I don't even want to think about <laughs> four more years of a Trump administration. But the truth is, there's lots of people in the U.S. who don't even want to think about four years of a four more. Did you say four, four more? Four? You know no, what he said at his rally the other day. No, I he was going to try and go another term. He was going to try and make it eight. He maybe twelve. He's he's going to try if he makes it into the next into the next um, um, term, he is going to do everything he can to throw the American Constitution away and uh, and extend his stay for another term. And if he if he makes it into the next term and has four years to work on this and especially, God forbid, that he gets, you know, a Republican Senate and a Republican House, which. I don't see that being possible, um, but you never know. If he was to do that, he can do anything. If he has the backing of the government, um, the, the the entire Congress, the House and the Senate, he can do anything. And he'd be able to make a case for extending it four more years, whether it's under the guise of his first four years were wasted because of the Russia probe um, or, you know, COVID or, he, you know, he was he, he was never allowed to or he was never able to to um, to fulfill his leadership because of COVID, because of the, you know, whatever. And, and, and basically nullifies the past four years and says, this is now my first term. And he has the backing of the Senate and, and, and the House. He can do it. They only need a, hmm. something like, and this is fact checkable, but something like two thirds majority to change, two thirds majority to change anything in the Constitution. Yeah. Well, or I mean, to amend the Constitution. And you have to remember the Constitution was written what, 200 and some odd years ago. I mean, I don't want to get into the Second Amendment and what it was really for um, <laughs> and how it's, how it's you know, the, the, the point of it has completely been, been bastardized over the last 200 years. But, you know, you can amend the Constitution with a two-thirds majority Senate vote or, or Congress vote, I guess, maybe whatever it ends up being. I got to look that up. But there's a, there's, there's a comic... Um, an uh, Australian slash American uh, comic. I think his name is Jim Jeffries, who does a routine on gun control. It's one of the mm -hmm. funniest and most topical things I've ever heard. Uh, those of you people that have not seen this um, this bit, it's quite funny and mm -hmm. really, really on topic. He talks a lot about what you're. He makes a lot mm -hmm. of good jokes about what you're just talking about here. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. Um, you're only required two thirds uh, of both the, of both houses, the Senate and the House, which is the, the entire Congress. There's those two to pieces. Change the con to, to change, change the Constitution. Change the constitu to propose amendments to the Constitution. Um, Two-thirds is all you need. 
Well, it has happened before. I mean, yeah. prohibition well, was in the Constitution. It was repealed. Slavery. Slavery. Well, how many amendments the are there? There's, there's lots of, I, I don't know the total number uh, of amendments. 27 amendments. 26. There's 27 oh, amendments in the U.S. Constitution, and they've, they've all been ratified by two-thirds majority Congress vote. Do you know um, how I know you're a moron, Dave? Yeah. Because you can do this by the power of Google. I'm mm -hmm. not doing that. I don't have Google up. Oh. I'd be smart. I am smart, Dave. I yeah. will make us go. Okay, be smart. <laughs> be that Star Trek record. <laughs> be smart. Make yourself go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use the Google crutch because, quite frankly, I'm not as smart as you are. I'm fatter, Dave. You're smarter. That's not for you. <laughs> Anyhow, um, that being said, um, it makes the next the next presidential term very dangerous, and Donald Trump has a very good chance of winning it. Do you really think so? Yeah. I think it's a no. I see. Why though? Because Republicans vote, Democrats don't vote, or at least they don't vote. They don't have the same fervor. They don't get charged up like the Republicans do. Or if they do, the the you know, it's like oh, I'm gonna because I I don't like Joe Biden. I'm gonna vote for Bernie Sanders, or I'm gonna vote for you know, I'm gonna vote my heart, right? And which ultimately, you know is a vote for Donald Trump, whether you agree or not. Any any vote for anyone other than Joe Biden is a vote for Donald Trump because you're taking away from the Republicans aren't voting for Kanye. Are you kidding me? They're voting <laughs> for Donald Trump. Yeah. And, um, I, I have an interesting story about that, which I'd like to relate. Um, a few years ago, there was an online um, community uh, community game that everybody was crazy about. I, I, I don't even know if it's still around. I got quite bored of it because I got tired of my backside getting kicked by 12-year-old, you know, Koreans that's and Chinese I don't, players. That's why I don't time. play video games <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah. Why well, you little whippersnapper? Um, yeah, was, the game was called Sea of Thieves, and I had a great time oh, yeah. with it. It was a pirate game, right? And mm -hmm. one of the beauty, beautiful things about it was you could talk through your headset and mm -hmm. get to know everybody. And the inordinate amount of players on Sea of Thieves were Americans. So I got a lot of really good perspective. And every question I ever asked somebody new uh, when I sailed on their boat or whatever, or we started talking to them was like, hey, who'd you vote for? Mm -hmm. Right? Not one, not one that I ever spoke to said Hillary Clinton, not one. Mm -hmm. But And I said, well, why did you vote for him? And they said, well, I didn't so much vote for him as I voted against her. I didn't want her to win. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. You you right? can't. You have to. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's different philosophies in in Canada. It's a little bit different because we don't vote for our leader. We vote for our representative. So we vote for the person who's going to go and and we vote for our voice in 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 the the legislature. Mm -hmm. um, so we have no control over who's going to be our prime minister unless we're a card carrying party member, which I am not. Um, and, and when that leadership election comes up, when, whenever, um, yeah. you, you vote uh, as a party member, um, but that requires you to commit yourself to a specific party. And I'm not willing to do that. 
Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because it's a great topic in this country. And the Americans, you know, Americans, they complain about the, you know, the Electoral College a lot, especially Democrats, as you've pointed out. As they should. But that's exactly what they we have here, for lack of a better term, you know, in Canada. I remember growing up in, in, well, hold on. I remember growing up in, in Alberta, and the election was over before our polls even opened sometimes. So I can't say that, but I mean, well before our polls closed, Ontario and Quebec determined the leader of the country Mm -hmm. because too many seats in parliament were taken up by Ontario and Quebec. Mm -hmm. And it's still that way. I understand Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan, you know, Manitoba being right PO'd that they don't really have representation. So we don't vote for our leader. We vote for a party that we Mm -hmm. want to, you know, have as our leader. And we don't, most of the time, let's be honest, who's your MP, Dave? Do you know who your MP is? Um, specifically, no, I think it's Glenn Motts, but. Right. You know, and mine is the liberal, uh, I I don't remember what her name is, Jan something. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had Jack Layton here, uh, who was a a very popular um, socialist leader here in this country who unfortunately passed away in office. And could have Um, changed our country for the better. Could have changed our country for sure. But so here's the thing, you know, our our voting system here is, is, is ludicrous because- Two provinces out of the second largest by geography company in company country in the world, two provinces decide who runs our country, right? That that's kind of insane to me. It's got to be a lot more balanced. But our constitutional system is designed to be representational or proportionally representational, um, whether it is in practice or not. That's that. that what you're saying is open for debate, um, because if you look at uh, if you look at the populational representation or the, the constitutional representation, there is uh, a case to be made that, you know, um, that the, con- the, con- the constituencies are, you know, our constituent, my constituency is huge because we don't have uh, as as big a population base as they do in Calgary, where there's, you know, what, three or four constituencies or whatever the n- specific number is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ontario, yeah, is huge, but they also have a tremendous number of seats as well, because each seat is supposed to represent um, a, a reason. In the states, in the states, they have a similar kind of thing, but they change those zones, which is a, a, a practice called gerrymandering, which they can they can alter the zones to to um, make each zone heavier in one area based on geographical um, (laughs) representation or at least, you know, geographical uh, uh, ideological representation, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So you get some weird board, you know, weird boundaries for elections and stuff in the States. That's true. But here's the thing about Canada, my friend, and I'm not even so sure most Canadians actually realize this. The vast majority of our population lives between Montreal and Toronto. Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, and that whole area, which is roughly five hours apart from each other, the majority of our population lives in that valley, in the St. Lawrence area. And 90% of our population lives within 100 kilometers of the U.S. border. Yeah. I mean, uh, with major exception being Edmonton. You want to talk about morons? Who wants to live in Edmonton? No, I'm kidding. I love Edmonton. Don't write us. Don't write us. Please. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Don't write us all Speaking you Edmontonians. Former, former, I love the Oilers. Wayne Gretzky. Speaking as a f- formal Calgary resident. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, hey, um, but yeah, I mean, and so with this guy, right? What I was going to say earlier was that um, that's what I'm afraid of, is that a lot of people will vote against Joe Biden and not necessarily for Trump like they did 20 years ago or 20 years ago, four years ago, right? That does worry me. Now, the polls four years ago, you can correct me if I'm wrong, people, or Dave. Um, not that you're not a person, Dave, because, you know, you are. But I'm not. You're Dave. Not really. um, four years ago, the polls all showed that, you know, Hillary was massively ahead until the last week or two of that election when Trump closed the gap. Oh, when James winning. Comey came out and said that she's a criminal? Hmm. Right. That coincided it precisely with the uh, with the whole email investigation thing and the FBI saying, yeah, no, she's uh, she's under investigation. And, and James Comey dropped that within two weeks of the election. And that's what tipped the scales. Do you think so? Yep. That's a good discussion. I'd like yep. to know what everybody else thinks about that, mm -hmm. because there certainly was a Trumpian wave that just, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know if you remember this or not. I remember feeling like. Oh my God, he's going to win! Mm -hmm. Like the last week of that election four years ago, I kept thinking, "Man, I I can't see it happening." But he could actually win this whole thing. And I was watching the election results with a friend, and you just knew, <laughs> right? The first hour of the returns that were coming in, you just knew something was going to be really off. I hope that that doesn't happen this time because I think our American cousins. They need a competent leadership, I think, to try to set some things right. Whether that's Joe Biden or not at this point in time, I don't know, right? But he's an old guy. And I mean, you know, um, what, what, what was the thing I heard the other day that Kamala Harris, if Joe Biden is elected, Kamala Harris is a banana peel or a, or a shotgun shell away from becoming the president of the United States, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, and I think she is competent. I think that this is a very smart woman i mean she has a reputation of being you know uber tough on crime to the point of like extremism really um as a lawyer uh back in california i think is where she's from okay so we're but, we're we're what eight days what's eight days left eight days um, yeah it's, it's a um, week from the tomorrow. election now the, the the pre the pre voting um statistically um pre voting was statistically done by Democrats. Um, you know, not a lot of Republicans pre-voted. Most of them go out on, on election day and, and vote in person. Uh, Democrats, for some reason, they like to, like to pre-vote. We've had more pre-election voting this year now to eight days before the election than they had all of 2016, all of the pre-election 2016. Is that true? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah that it's true? absolutely true. According to CNN, it's true. Uh, if you believe in CNN, and I don't want to get into that discussion, but they said pre-election voting, pre <laughs> voting surpasses all of 2016 early ballots cast with eight days left until election day. And that's, there's still ballots in the mail. There's still whatever. So we're seeing this huge wave of voting um, coming in early, you know, predictably because of COVID. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're hoping uh, that, you know, that, that, that Democrats are pissed off and they're going to get out and they're going to vote against Donald Trump. Um, not just, not just putting Bernie's name down, which there's still the Bernie or bust uh, movement out there, but voting mm -hmm. for Joe Biden, because, you know, anything is better than four more years of Donald Trump. Now, having watched um, some of these, uh, some of these, these rallies, which, you know, I can't believe some of the, 
the stuff that he was saying, and and I can't believe some of the responses um, that the rally goers uh, were doing. Although we are seeing quite a few of them masked, so I mean that's 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 one thing. But um, but you know, chanting locker up, and they're talking about the that female senator in the states. I can't remember her name. Um, that um, they thwarted a. Um, um, Oh, the, the governor of Michigan. Attempt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they thwarted a kidnapping. I don't remember attempt, her name either. She's yeah. talking. They're they're talking. They're talking about lock her up or lock Hillary up. I mean, he's still fixated on on Hillary for some reason, and in t- the entire corrupted Joe Biden family and yada yada yada. But he's he's firing up his base because he knows, and he's getting to a point where he's begging suburban housewives to vote for him, and he's begging for you know people to support him and saying, well, if, if not, I'm going to have to leave the country. Like, like every other <laughs> down fascist leader has ever done. Um, um, when they, when they, they're, um, when they're, uh, uh, what's the word when their power topples or their, their regime topples or whatever, they leave the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm just hoping that common sense will prevail and, you know, we'll vote or they'll vote for four years of boring. <laughs> That's a great campaign slogan. Vote Joe Biden. Four years of boring. Yeah. yeah. Aren't you aren't you ready for four years of boring? Yeah. That's actually I mean, pretty brilliant. Yeah. I feel bad for, uh, you know, for the, 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 the comedy news shows and I feel bad for the late night talk shows and I feel bad for, um, all of these people who have, who have built businesses around, um, you know, either praising or, or condemning Donald oh, Trump. Oh, dude, you are, you're hundred percent. What is, what if, when Biden wins this thing or if he wins this thing, I should say, <laughs> what the hell is CNN and Fox what and are we gonna talk NBC, about? what are they going to talk about? Yeah. I mean, the, the, Trump is gold to the mm-hmm. entertainment and world. And he knows it. I, and he knows it and for sure, it. right? He said it. Yeah. He, what do you mean he said it? He's said it many times. He he he's he's taken credit for for uh, for Stephen Colbert's success. He's taken credit for uh, Samantha Bee's success. He's taken credit for you know um, all of these talk shows that basically their job is to <laughs> is to you know you know condemn the president. He's taken credit for all that and said yeah well, without you know who's without me. Really re- you know who's really responsible for. You know, John Oliver and Stephen Colbert and Samantha B and Trevor Noah, you know, who's responsible for no, all those people. No, no, no. John, uh, John Stewart. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, John Stewart. Of right? course he is. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who does he think he is? He's more powerful than John Stewart. He's more important than John Stewart. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I miss John Stewart, though. I mean, I loved, I love listening to Oliver. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's still but, around. I mean, John I, Oliver I is great, too. You have to take all of these with a grain of salt because they're all very, um, very left wing and, and, you know, I I watch John Oliver, and I I don't watch Samantha Bee, but and I don't watch Trevor Noah, but I watch John Oliver. I watch Stephen Colbert, and I enjoy them because I enjoy their personalities and I enjoy their presentations. But at the same time, I have to, you know, e- even still, um, when I'm listening to some of them talk, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's a little bit far, but you know, I understand the comedy of it, and I understand grabbing onto it um, um, for that reason. But um, you you still have to take these people with a grain of salt. Yes. When it comes to Colbert, it's an interesting discussion to have, maybe not entirely today, but you know, that guy re 
Well, he re-recreated himself, yep. right? Like, because the whole Colbert character on the Colbert Report was, um, you know, was a, it was a character. It wasn't him. No. But yet when I watch him on The Late Show or whatever it is, whichever one of those he's on right now, um, when I watch him, he's not all that different. He's just a lot less obvious. If that no, makes he's different because because he because he was playing a character before, and he was playing the the stereotypical uh, Republican pundit and and right into himself, and you know you know it was it was a show, and it was a brilliant comedy because it was you know kind of the reverse psychology thing, right? You know, making fun, oh, it was making, making yeah. fun of um, those people that do exist, and now it's <laughs> it's it's more him, right? Um, he's still performing. Obviously, he's still a performing monkey, but um, but he's a he's he's a left wing, and and he does take what he does seriously, and and he does make some valid points. I think some of, you know, uh, I I do try to consume some right wing media um, as much as I can stand, which is usually about three or four minutes at a time, um, in 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 very small doses because. Because every time I decide to watch um, a video on the next news network or UAN um, and get in three minutes and realize that they're all just angry, scared uh, people who are, you know, saying the same thing, thumping Trump, Trump thumping. And, you know, you know um, it's, it's just there's no common sense. There's no intelligence there. It's just you're repeating the same things over and over. Um, yeah. I, I don't see any analysis there. I just I just see people that are yeah that's what he said and that's right you know without without really putting any thought into like really like you really really think that when Trump comes out of the hospital in three days and then stands over the crowd and takes off his mask you really think that's because he's a strong leader and not because he's um, doing it for you know, visuals and because he's a total and complete narcissist that needs, that needs praise. Like, why do you think he has these, why do you well, think he has these rallies? It's because it's the only place where he can go and corral people that'll, that'll chant with him. Listen, Dave, I, I I'm going to pull us back a little bit because I can actually speak somewhat intelligently to this. Um, I've spent a lot of time in the United States, you know, um, Folks, both Dave and I come from a performance background, and and I was fortunate enough to have that take me, you know, quite a ways, you know, over the U.S. into major cities like New York and Los Angeles and Chicago, Las Vegas, etc. I had a great career, but I I met a lot of very interesting people um, that really kind of came across, you know, we kind of call ourselves two fat morons, but. I met a lot of fat morons in the United States that really, I mean, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that I love the U.S. It's a, it's a beautiful mm. country, but wow, I've never, ever met a, a country of people that are so swayed by their televisions, mm -hmm. not by their radios, maybe not even by, maybe to a, a greater extent now, the internet, you know, and social media, maybe, but these people listen to what their televisions tell them and they and they believe it as gospel, right? That's really frightening to me. When I was in North Carolina, I swear to God, I lived with somebody, I was a roommate with somebody who I had a three or a four day argument over the validity of the Da Vinci Code. 
<laughs> this person swore up and down that the Da Vinci Code was history. Mm. Are you kidding? Mm. All you have to do is open up a the first page of the book yeah. <laughs> to know it's based on fiction. Anyway, but my point is- It's not based easily... on anything. It's based on Dan Brown's- <laughs> imagination uh, yeah well there you know there's a whole really good discussion about holy blood holy grail and the whole you know meringian sort of line that uh that pierre dude the french guy uh, the whole thing started because this guy wanted to make a claim to the to a, a french royalty title so he could make mm -hmm. money but regardless that's a that's a discussion for another day and a good one to have you know but um you know the the thing about it is though that americans they, they'll believe anything mm -hmm. if their television tells them which is part of the reason and we're going to talk a lot about conspiracy theories in the you know in, in the in the shows to come on you know on this program but it's a, one of the biggest reasons why i'm pretty sure i might be wrong but i'm pretty sure that the united states is the birthplace of almost every major conspiracy theory that's out there right henry ford go back and read your history books people talk, see what henry ford did Henry Ford connects to the Holocaust. There's a big reason why, right? That's an American thing. You know, the whole, um, this QAnon stuff now. Mm. What, what about that, Dave? So like, I want to pull this back to what if Trump wins? Because now you have a very, very dangerous philosophy, right? That is based on lunacy, sheer lunacy. This whole QAnon thing. How I am at a loss to understand how anybody with intelligence can remotely think that that's a thing. I know people who believe in it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. They're not people. Okay. It's true. <laughs> I'm not saying I do, but I know people who believe in it. I know people who thump the, the upside down Donald Trump Bible. Um, I know, you know, people who believe in flat earth. Like I know these people and they're not bad people. They just believe in really weird things. Oh, I think that. Uh, but dangerous. But it's it's dangerous it's, thinking. It's dangerous yeah. thinking. But you know, we we can't. The problem is we can't. Yeah, I don't believe in QAnon not for a second. But we can't prove that they're wrong. The, well, that's a, we talked about that in our first show mm -hmm. about the whole provability of right. you know a lot of things that are conspiracy theories that are based somewhat in fact we did we and that and dave's right i mean you're right dave we, you, there is a bunch of things out there here's a big one right you know did man really land on the moon we kind of talked about that mm -hmm. last time mm -hmm. too but there is a lot of evidence to suggest that the it's possible yeah. the whole thing was faked yeah yeah <laughs> the, oh, and of course it makes I mean, you think right so we're, we're getting on we're getting on the conspiratorial um um uh, kind of off the topic of today's show. And I well, think it's something, wouldn't. it's definitely something worth talking about, um, you know, but does it come down to, uh, does it come down to the, 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 the education system? Does it come down to a lack of education? Does it come down to, um, you know, people are so tired of the status quo that they need to believe in something else? Does it come down to distrust of the man, distrust the man. of the system? Um, the system. You know, it's, it, it, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've, I've had my flu shot for this year. My kids will go and have their flu shots for this year, uh, whether they want to or not. And I can tell you they do not. Um, um, but there are plenty of people that I know 
that are convinced that, you know, the, the vaccines are wrong, despite the history and the fact that polio was pretty much eradicated uh, by a vaccine. But, you know, you, you, you start talking about nanobots and you start talking about the serum and what's in the serum and, and the 5G. There's a there's a whole other discussion about the 5G network that's coming. Oh, that's crazy talk, though. It's, uh, it's insane to me. But, right? but, but you here's can't the thing, prove that they're, that they're wrong. That's the problem. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you talked about, you know, conspiracy theories. We wouldn't be two fat morons out to save the world if we didn't at least mention the word conspiracy mm-hmm. once in this podcast, right? So it's it's in the title, Two Fat Morons, Save the World, right? So um, we got a couple of minutes left. And, you know, I, I do think that the topic of um, uh, you just mentioned about uh, polio. And I mean, that that's part of that sort of COVID discussion. Eradicated is a, har- is a harsh word. Like, there's a reason why tuberculosis and polio and things like rubella and mumps and um, smallpox. There's a reason why these things actually still exist, right? Yeah, there, because you can't eradicate no, them. They, they and, don't and, go and away. It's the same with polio. Eradication is a subjective term that means it's not in the... It's not in the the secular world anymore. It's not a common occurrence, but they still they still are rampant in places that don't have um, that don't have modern healthcare and don't have viruses. There's, there's still lots of polio out there. Man, people in Africa and India still die of cholera every day. Mm-hmm. Cholera. Yeah. That's from drinking bad water. And people think COVID is going to go away. Right. So it's here you to know, stay, some folks. Of, <laughs> yeah, and I mean here and here's the thing. You know, I, do you know? Um, according to what I read on a, um, world health organization website, do you know what they deem as the most destructive pandemic in human history is? Oh, it's something benign, um, or seemingly benign. I can't remember. It's benign now. I've heard of this. It's HIV. Yeah. HIV yeah, has yeah. cost more lives and more money than any other disease in history. Well, think about the bubonic plague, how many people that killed. And today it's not even a thing. Like you can. Well, repeat. from a from a percentage perspective, I think the Black Plague killed a, a huge amount of people. Same with the flu. Right. You know, the, the influenza after the end of the First World War. However, um, HIV AIDS there's something like 68 million people on this planet at this time infected with HIV. Mm-hmm. And there is no cure. There's a way to control it so that you extend your life. You can pretty much live no a, cure. F- a full life with it now. I mean, at least, you know, uh, an extended amount of time with it now. Whereas in the 80s, it was the great, it was the great equalizer. Back the great equalizer. Well, I, I, that cousin, I, I lost a cousin to, to HIV. Oh, yeah. To I, I, you know, in all honesty, I, 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 defy anybody out there to you know not have a six degrees of separation story Mm -hmm. you know about somebody connected to um, hiv aids for sure Mm -hmm. um not a happy note to end our discussion on um today i'd much rather talk about halloween and candy well i guess if we're gonna save the world and kind of getting back to this i there's 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 only one thing you can do to save the world right now and that's if you're in the states that's to go and vote uh and vote your heart and Vote. And vote and, and, and vote and do not stay home. Do not listen to the polls. The polls are telling you that the vote's going to go one way or the other. And if the polls seem to be leaning towards your pick, 
then you see, I don't need to go and vote because the polls are are already predicting a predicting a win. That doesn't work because polls yeah, mean nothing. You, you brought up a really good point earlier, and I think it's worth repeating that a lot of people do sit at home because a they don't want to be bothered to vote. That happens in Canada a lot. Our mm-hmm. voting here in Canada is it's pretty pathetic. The the turnout I think by population is actually pretty pathetic, um, which we've kind of gone into a little bit here, but. You know, in the in the two or three minutes that we have left, here's a thought for you. If you don't want to vote for Donald Trump or you don't want to vote for Joe Biden, is it is sitting at home and not voting still considered a vote? No, because there's because there's no voice. In fact, in fact, going and voting and spoiling your ballot, like putting an X through all of the names so that your vote is is not countable is more of a statement than not putting something down. Oh, I love it. That's brilliant, Dave. Once again, my friend Dave comes up with a moment of brilliance. So folks (laughs) out there, it's true. He's right, guys. He's he's absolutely right. Exercise your civic duty. It sounds, you know, cliche. It sounds staid and it sounds ordinary. You hear it every four years or every five years in our country, whatever. But there's nothing more important right now in this time that we're living in if you're an American, yeah. then exercising your right to vote. And the scary thing is, uh, we won't even know by the end of election night who's who's won. Well, we don't know now. And it's a, you know, it's a great discussion to have as to, you know, we kind of had it. Was well, we like, what do you think now. is going to happen? Yeah, we, we can't, can't know, know now. now. But I mean, at the end of November 4th, or the end of November 3rd, we still won't know because they haven't tabulated all the mail-in ballots. They, some people are saying... Um, and uh, that it could be into December before we know who won the election. I don't buy that. I'm one of these people that actually believes uh, just, I'm going to make a prediction folks. Um, I, I think that this is election's not going to be close and you know, if I'm wrong, then I really am a fat moron, and I deserve to be on this program. I deserve to host this program, you do. if that is indeed the case. <laughs> I will give the program to you. You can do it by yourself. If you're that wrong, you deserve the whole thing. No, but I, I think it'll happen. be a lance. I really do think it'll it, it, I don't think it's going to be close. And I don't think it'll. it's going to be close enough that um, absentee ballots being counted are going to matter. I think... We will know who the president of the United States is on projected, the third yeah. of the projected the the president elect is um, on November third. My my two dearest friends happen to live in you know Long Island, New York, and uh, my I, my my big brother Joe, I call him. Shout out to my big brother Joe from Long Island, New York. It's a terrible thing. It's terrible. What's happening? My big brother Joe says that uh, I love that New York accent. My big brother Joe <laughs> says that same thing you do. He says this ain't going to be decided for a long time, and it'll probably go to the Supreme Court. So oh, and that you know, and he lives there, and he lives in New York City, and he's a liberal guy. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very possible, but uh, you know, that's a discussion for for next time. So, um, but it would be, sure it, would be t- it, it would be dangerous for that to go to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court is now stacked. As of tonight. Yes, and I wish I yes. shared your optimism. I do not. I think it will be well, much closer than you think. Sets the premise for our next discussion in mm-hmm. a week when this election is over. And, uh, you know, um, I'm just a fat moron, Dave, and I have to save the world. And I'm a fat moron, and I'm, I'm going to help you. The two of us? <laughs> yeah. We'll save the world. 
Save the world. Thanks for listening, folks. Next week, uh, we'll have another uh, program for you, probably based on you know, the U.S. election and our thoughts around it. Um, thanks very much for listening. I'm Terry. I'm Dave. And we're saying good night. Good and night. Happy, long health. Stay safe, people. And happy night, Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's two fat morons save the world. The world is a messed up place, and they're going to save it. <laughs> You're right. Produced by Dave Cruikshank and Terry Nyhill. Music by Epidemic Sound. Two Fat Morons is a presentation of the Plugged In Media Network and is not intended to be taken seriously by anyone. Check out all our other great podcasts at pluggedinmedia.ca or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. <laughs>